Hello and welcome to another episode of Miscellaneous here on 11.9 FM CFUV. I'm your host, Sam Brower, here in your ear for the next hour. And here on the show, every week we take a different theme and explore songs that fit within that theme to expand our musical horizons. Researching for this show, I noticed that Toronto wasn't the only common destination that New Wave is coming out of. The Ukraine and Russia are pumping out a ton of New Wave music, and I was trying to figure this out. Like, why is New Wave so popular in Eastern Europe? And so I did a little digging, and here's what I came up with. During the 1980s, when New Wave was at its most popular across the world, Russia and Ukraine were still a part of the Soviet Union. And the Soviet Union controlled a lot of the media that was coming into this area at the time. They didn't have widespread access to Western media. However, there were a few cultural factors around the early 1980s that started to chip away at that and allowed New Wave to enter the scene. The first of these was the 1980 Moscow Olympics. Moscow hosted the Summer Olympics, bringing in millions of foreigners to the country. And with these foreigners came foreign music. One genre that was in full force in 1980 was New Wave. Now, at this point in time, the Soviet Union was in its twilight years, and restrictions were starting to loosen somewhat, especially under Mikhail Gorbachev as he instituted his perestroika policies, which loosened political and cultural restrictions. One big change in music that came with this perestroika was the ability to record and distribute music, which had previously been outlawed as capitalism. Thus, this sort of kicked off a revolution for the Soviet Union's music industry, with New Wave at the helm. The 1980s are now considered to be Russia's classic rock period, equivalent to the 60s and 70s here in the Western world that brought us the Beatles, the Who, the Stones. When you think about the amount of music that is still being put out today that's influenced by the 60s and 70s in the Western world, it's no surprise that New Wave in Russia, which is considered the equivalent, still has a strong presence in former Soviet Union countries. Anyways, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm always fascinated by hearing about the cultural factors that are behind different musical movements because music doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's always responding to something, whether it's the genre that came before it or something that's happening out in the real world. And that's why it's come to be such a big part of culture. Where she got out of care, that she got out of you, said. 
Before that, we had another Ontario-based band, The Tragically Hip, one of the truly great Canadian bands and probably one of the last great regional hits, at least for Canada. They've sold more records in Canada than any other Canadian. They have 14 Juno wins and a plethora more nominations, and aside from their debut, every single one of their 14 subsequent studio, live, and compilation albums hit the top three on the Canadian album charts. However, None of their albums even broke the top 100 in America, their highest being 2012's Now for Plan A, which hit 129. Aside from that, the only other region where the hip charted was in the Netherlands, where they had a couple albums hit the low 70s. And yet, this band is huge in Canada. Given that we're now in the digital era where everything is on streaming platforms and social media and available globally, there's been a definite decline in the amount of regional hits, particularly in the Western world. You might see a smaller band be really popular in a specific city or state, but off the top of my head, I can't think of any other bands that were so popular within an entire country, but that didn't really break outside of those borders. I mean, all you have to do is look at CBC's national broadcast of The Hip's final concert in 2016 in the wake of Gord Downey's heartbreaking cancer diagnosis to see how special this band was to Canada. British band Ida May following up their debut by partnering with Southern up-and-comer Marcus King. If this song doesn't get used in a truck commercial, I think that's a travesty because it was made for it. Like, just imagine it. Do you drink barbecue sauce, eat smart cars, and kiss greatness? The Dodge Ram V8 Triple Turbo Extra Cab Chief Ranchero Ford Buster is for you. Because you don't just need a truck. You are a truck. See what I mean? Now, to finish things off here, I wanted to play a sort of classic indigenous song, and that is Universal Soldier by Buffy St. Marie. And this song was written as a protest song during the Vietnam War, and it argues that everyone, not just leaders and politicians, are liable for the violence of war, so long as they're complicit with what's going on. And although this was written about the Vietnam War, I think it's still very applicable today. There is a, a lyric at the end of the song where Buffy sings, He's the universal soldier, and he really is to blame. His orders come from far away no more. They come from him and you and me, and brothers can't you see, this is not the way we put an end to war. And so today, in light of Truth and Reconciliation Day, I think it's easy to say that we, being the people of Canada, are not the ones responsible for all of this. We weren't the ones running the residential schools or contradicting land agreements. We weren't the government in whatever decade you want to insert there. We weren't 
doing all of these awful things ourselves. But we are still collectively part of the society that has stood by while the rights of our indigenous brothers and sisters have been trampled. And it's easy to get defensive when hearing something like this, but I hope that you can move past that because being defensive as much as that is a natural response and one that I've had on many occasions, it doesn't help anyone. In an interview about the writing of this song, Buffy said, The protest songs that I've written about hard issues, I didn't write them to offend anyone or hurt anyone's feelings or embarrass anyone. I really thought if people only knew, they could help. I'm a teacher. I don't try to punish my students. I try to give them information that they can't get anywhere else, which will hopefully be enlightening. So, undoubtedly, you've heard the stories about the unmarked graves, about residential schools, about the poor treatment that Indigenous people have suffered in this country for so, so long. And so you have a choice. Are you going to listen? Or are you going to ignore the cries for help and justice and continue in your ways? So just something to reflect on here today in light of truth and reconciliation. As we head out, we will listen to Universal Soldier by Buffy St. Marie. Hope you enjoy. And uh, yeah, take note of these lyrics because it's... It's a pretty incredible song. Here it is.